perceivers. All right. Well, I'll let you guys. What? Hey. Hey. I'm excited. <laughs> you should be. What are you excited about? Because we get to, the perceivers get to meet Aunt G. It's the number one question I get asked. What's that? Where are you? Where's Aunt G? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God knows. But this is your chance to finally meet everybody's favorite member of the podcast. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> we will be at the Staten Island Alamo Draft House, 7.30 p.m., Friday, 7.21. That is July 21st. Uh, we will be watching Oppenheimer. We'd like yeah. you all to join us. We'll hang out in the bar after or a bar after. Promises and to be hell of a There's wrong. a bar there. You yeah, know. there is a bar there. We'll, we will We're try to make out. this or fun. Destroyer Worlds. Yeah. I will give Maybe anybody karaoke afterwards. Anybody that shows up with a pen and paper, Ooh. you will get a signed personal <laughs> sketch. Really? Of my art. You're going to make a sketch of a nuclear bomb? It could be anything. It's going to look tell like me a what you thing want. of cauliflower. What do you like a fucking, what do they call those guys that make, a, oh, caricature artists. You can do that. You can make, it's an insulting, <laughs> yeah. insulting portraits. Except yeah, I'm trying my hardest right, to get yeah, a likeness. Yeah. It's good. Mm. Yeah, really so come see today. us. So July 21st, 7.30, Alamo Drafthouse, Staten Island. We'll be watching Oppenheimer. Uh, it's going to be us three. Get him is there. Maybe Come others. on down, hang out. Maybe others. Maybe others. I'm we'll going to invite some of my other uh, friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Who? Well, I don't want to say because they may not come. Oh, okay. But, you know, they may be on a podcast that's very big. Oh. <laughs> Much yeah. bigger than our show. Sure. Tease, tease. Uh. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. No promises. Other than get him. Get him's booked. <laughs> he has no choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, come on down, Alamo, Stan Island. Uh, July 21st, 7.30 p.m. Hope to see you there. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by As always Stephen Badagliaco and Ankalati. Hi, yeah. That's when the crowd Why cheers, you right? Keep doing that to me because they <laughs> love you. You yeah. are beloved more than you realize, and it, it's actually hindering you because you're not accepting the love. You are the king, I am not and the I king. am a schmuck. That's the Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so can, I, can I finally ask you about the fucking Love Beach t-shirt? All right, let's address it. All right. Now, I got to say, I'm a little sure. annoyed at Jimmy the Hair Guy because he spoiled. Yeah, if I if I saw you today without that, I figured you would immediately start laughing. Can you show yeah. the camera? Because I don't think the camera actually. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Love Beach. So for those of you that don't know. Love, Which is everybody. Love Beach uh. is an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album. The that, last Emerson, Lake, and Palmer that, album. No, it's not. They came out with stuff in the 90s. I thought that was their last one. No. It should have um, been after that abomination. <laughs> they did become Emerson, Lake, and Powell after that for a little while, but then they reformed. Things happened. Um, but that album is fucking terrible. No, it's not. <laughs> and I've been talking about how bad it is for decades. Yeah. And is. Brian decided out of nowhere, I don't know why this happened. You're going to have to explain. I will. That he loves Love Beach. And this didn't happen until like 
a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I'd say. And now he's got a Love Beach t-shirt. I didn't even know they no. made Love Beach t-shirts. <laughs> it's the worst album cover ever. No, this is the great. The bare chest sexuality of these prog guys. <laughs> If you listen to the lyrics on this album, there's a lot of like just sexual references. Yes, it's so right. weird for a prog right. band to do. Yeah. They're nerds, <laughs> right? Like they're not fucking cool guys. It's not Kiss, you know. Mm -hmm. But then they're talking about they like, look handsome there, laying you down on Love Beach. So, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's all about? Why love. are you Love Beaching? <laughs> Now, I gotta ask you a question. When you saw, because Jimmy the Hair Guy posted a screenshot. I thought it was photoshopped. I didn't believe that you actually had it. Yeah. What so you thought Jimmy the Hair Guy photoshopped? I saw the picture, and then I was like, what the fuck? And I blew it up, and I'm looking at him like, is this fake? Love? Like, why? And I, I didn't understand why the photo even got taken. It's just you wearing the Love Beach what a coined term. Why do you love beaching? <laughs> <laughs> so I had this idea many years ago. I told this to you. Yes. A, a long time ago. A long ago, time ago. That I wanted to make a movie <laughs> with a, like a character with a douchebag boss. And they go to his house... And it's just subtly there's a giant Love Beach poster on the wall. Like, and that's his characterization. Love, Love Beach. That he loves Love Beach, and that's what he hangs up on the wall. The floor is yours. Okay. <laughs> so. I can't look at your face. It's just Love Beach now. By the way, I thought of a reviewing. Keith Emerson's bare chest. <laughs> Wait, so distracting. Guys, I, I can't stop looking at I it. thought of a reviewing history shirt where we do these outfits and we go by the beach on Staten Island and we do the poses and it's reviewing history and it's us in the same outfits. What do you think? Would you do it? No one would get it. The listeners will get it. Like, you gotta find a palm tree and some grass. We'll do it on, like, Halton Beach on Staten Island. No, we gotta make it real. We have to go to a beach with a palm Oh, okay. <laughs> we go to Love Beach. Yeah. All right. So, oh, a couple of months ago, probably almost a year at this point, I I have one Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album. I have um, uh, Moving Pictures. No, that's rough. Pictures at an exhibition. Pictures at an exhibition. That's it. Uh, that's the only one I have. I like it. I think it's an okay album. But I was doing um, a Third Eye Radio for Tell Him Steve Dave, and they were talking about ELP a lot, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, and because of that, I had to listen to ELP. And I was like, oh, this is actually great. ELP is yeah, awesome. I mean, brain cell surgery is a masterpiece. I listened to Tarkus yesterday. Did you? Yes. Was it because of the shirt? No, I, <laughs> before I knew you had the shirt. Oh, <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> I can't stop looking. So, so I was like, okay, they're great. And me and you were talking about ELP at this time, and you mentioned Love Beach, right? <laughs> and I think I listened to the song and forgot about it. On my shuffle on, like, Amazon Music, Love Beach came on the other day. And I was like, I'm not going to change it. I'm going to listen to the song Love mm -hmm. Beach. I want to lay you down. <laughs> <laughs> now that the coast is clear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I like this. <laughs> I, I, something about it got stuck in my head, right. and I ended up liking the song right. Love Beach. And then you played the whole album. And I was like, it, and I, dude, I kept listening to the song. I couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let me listen to the whole album. Right. I listened to the whole album multiple times. I was like, this album isn't as bad as people make it out mm -hmm. to, to be. Right. And I was like, 
I like Love Beach. <laughs> so then, not too long ago, I was driving you guys yes. somewhere. You were giving us a lift. It was from here. It was yeah. from here. Yeah. And I put on all of Love yes, Beach. Yes, and we listened to Love Beach. I hadn't heard it in probably 20 years. And <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I remember. Okay. But... It's not bad. good. Like, it's there's bad. better things to listen to. There's better things. Oh, yeah. Look, like I was talking about with one of it's our- It's a great shirt to have. I'll say that. <laughs> so I, I haven't <laughs> looked at your face since you pointed it out. I'm looking at Keith. I'm just- Yeah. It's just- All right. We'll, we'll put an image up so like, if they're watching, they can see it. But, oh, they'll, they'll see it. But which guy looks the best? I actually think it's Greg Lake because he's got the red shirt in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and he's actually, t I don't know if he's buttoned it or he's tied it like it's a fucking, like All a right, prop let's top. say, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this. If <laughs> it's tied, it's yeah. tied like yeah. a prop top. Oh, it gets better as time goes on. Um, I'll say this. If you take out the Emerson Lake and Palmer Love Beach title, right, and you just show that to someone and be like, what is this? They'd probably be like, oh, it looks like the young Bee Gees. Dude, yeah. wait, you I know, was like, so I was I was like. here, right? <laughs> and the reason Jimmy the hair guy has um a has a photo yeah. is I was here and I ended up shooting a commercial for like a Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon yeah. thing. And I'm in the commercial and I was wearing my Love Beach shirt. Yeah. Walt sees it and he's staring at me, he goes, like he's looking at me, squinting. He goes, Is that the Bee Gees? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, No, it's ELP, it's Love Beach. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like the Bee Gees. It looks like they're a disco group. And like they well, don't that album is what? Like 77? That album 78. is 78. 78? I can't stop. Yeah, it. it's a height of disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a disco. No, it's not disco at all. So Emerson said the album is an embarrassment against everything I've worked for. <laughs> Great. They're touring this summer, or one of them is. Well, two of them are dead. dead. It's, it's a hologram with oh. one of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got to wow. go to it. I'm going to go with Beach. the Love Beach Yeah, you got to do that, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. So, guys, throw on Love Beach. That's that's how you can kick off your summer fun. <laughs> it's not good. Don't listen to him. It's not a good No, it's album. a totally fine album. It's not. It's not but, good. so I was like, I love this so much. Mm -hmm. I go, I need a shirt. And I want to wear it on the show and surprise Ant. Mm, thank you. I appreciate that. And Jimmy ruined it, but yeah. Yeah, at least we're having the Love Beach talk now. Something that all parents have to do with their kids yes, eventually. The talk. The Love Beach the love talk. Beach. They take out the shirt and just lay it on them. Here this we is go. what happens when prog bands try to make sexual, sexually charged lyrics. You don't do this. <laughs> Litza, I'm going to pull up the, t the lyrics to the song Taste of My Love. <laughs> and tell me this couldn't be a Kiss song. It's the title alone. Taste of My Love. <laughs> come on. Oh, you look so hungry, woman. How come you stayed in here? With your eyes so bright on this long, hot night, could it be for a taste of my love? <laughs> Down on your knees with your face to the wall. Oh my God. Saying, please, please, please. My friend said I should call. Well, I do feel lonely, woman, and to tell the truth, I could use some company. So come closer to me. Help yourself to a taste of my love. <laughs> call up room service, order peaches and cream. I like my dessert what? first, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Holy shit. That's Gene lyrics. Yes, yeah, Gene. You can totally. This is Gene. Yeah. <laughs> Call up room service on a peaches, peaches and cream. cream. I like my dessert first, <laughs> if you know what I 
I mean? <laughs> it's G Simmons. Taste my love. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking love Beach. It's so bad. It's so bad. This is like my favorite shirt now, by the way. How could it not be? Yeah, you gotta wear that all the time. Did you screenshot the picture and send it to your brother? Because I know no. he has an affinity for Love Beach. He as does well. too. Yeah. He, no, he will see this when it comes out and be like, "Whoa!" Be very pleased. <laughs> Um, stop, stop, but stop touching this. I'm sorry. I think Love he, Beach got him charged yeah. up. He's, uh, well, I, Wait, like, I would love if like Love Beach like makes a comeback now. <laughs> oh, it like starts spiking <laughs> in sales. Yeah. So if we like, like a Celine so Dion album after people tragically died in a submarine. <laughs> so you know how like um, <laughs> like you know how uh how Iron Maiden they always have um, before they come out doctor doctor yeah. please I would have it be Love Beach Love if Beach. we were doing live oh, shows oh no <laughs> or the closing song oh no mm. now that the coast is clear we're not here to talk about no. it though right no oh I thought we all were doing like I was doing the history of Emerson <laughs> he was doing Lake and you were doing so, Palmer uh, 1969 <laughs> in the court of the Crimson King came out and it changed everything <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, it has to be monotone. All right, yeah. wait. Ready? Yeah. The three of us, yeah. ELP, which one of us is each guy? Like, who is Emerson, who is Lincoln, who is Palmer? I think you're a Carl Palmer. I'm a Palmer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, okay. is, Steve is Keith. Mm. You're Greg Lake? I'm Greg, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. One of the best voices That's ever. Fair. I love him. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair assessment. All what right. are we actually bringing today? Well, we got emails. We got emails. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh. We got a lot of emails. I always forget that we actually have interaction sometimes. Uh, we got you a lot. You wouldn't know it from the social media. <laughs> 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 it's always the same, like, six guys. And I appreciate everything you do, six guys. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, real quick. Uh, YouTube is going to bury us, so make sure that you click the bell. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. So things the bell's actually important. We've been now. put on the no fly list as far as YouTube is concerned. So please uh, click the bell. <laughs> you got to click the bell. <laughs> uh, I'm just so I'm just going through some emails from the contest because there were some people that said funny things. Okay. That, uh, one person said, I want that book reviewer for life. These are the people oh, that, look at that, that wanted to win. The, the that contest. were trying to win the contest. You were for life, huh? So that was from PJ, okay. yeah. Thank Way you, to go, PJ. PJ. Of Dennis and RJ fame. <laughs> you, when I mispronounced the guy's names. Oh, those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? A reviewer, huh? Uh, someone said, I better win this shit. I downloaded and created a TikTok account for this. <laughs> that <laughs> was from Dennis. Poor, Sorry. Poor Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Dennis Reynolds, <laughs> you know, from It's Always Sunny. Oh, that guy. He said, love the pod. Keep up the good work, boys. Yeah, I saw that email. And it, it's actually like the picture is Dennis Reynolds. Yeah. It's his face. Because of the implication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Leon, or Leon said, keep doing what you do, fellas. Loving the pod. All right. Are, th are these all just yeah, what that? Are we... we don't need to read all of those. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the sentiment, but we don't need to spend 20 yes. minutes saying good job to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I could jerk off when I go home. Yeah. I don't need you to jerk me off here. <laughs> but we're on video here. It's more special. No. All right. All right. It's everything real. This is, this is from Patrick. Hello, masters of, and commanders. Uh, masters of perception. <laughs> uh, it is Patrick. 
and attached are my follows on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. I'd follow on Facebook, but I don't have one. I had the pleasure of meeting Brian and Steve at the Fun Bearable Show at uh, Smod yeah. Castle a few weeks ago. Yeah. Reviewing History has become one of my favorite podcasts, and I listen every week. I recently caught up and listened to all the episodes. I love the banter and camaraderie that you guys have. I'm only a hop, skip, and jump away from TESD, but I would love to contribute to the pod somehow. Okay. I love this guy. Yeah. But we do not need to read this on the show. He's just sucking us off. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it like what it says. You didn't read it to begin with? <laughs> just, I did. I read this months you, ago. Have you just been winging it this whole time? <laughs> this 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 guy this it's guy embarrassing now. All right, hold on. All right. He said he wants to contribute to the pod. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll think of something. Gentlemen, this is from Craig Thompson. Gentlemen, here's a screenshot of me following your podcast on the service <laughs> Podbean. Hold on, there's more. You can skip it. Hold on. I have been enjoying the show since I stumbled on it. I am oh. not sure if you take audience suggestions for movies to review, but I would like to suggest a couple of war movies. Okay. I think we do sometimes. The Great Escape, which I just heard I you are doing. That. We just did that. Yeah. yeah. Gallipoli. I'd always wanted to see that. And Passchendaele. Ah, oh, that must be foreign. I assume that's British, Probably right? Probably British. Yeah. Do you think it's based on the Maiden? Yes. Yeah, it's based on the song. <laughs> it's it's about the making of the Dove, Iron yeah. Maiden song <laughs> in like 2005. <laughs> yes. It's not about the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. see you, my friends. And this <laughs> this guy, I actually had a little conversation with him uh, back in May, and we spoke about how he found the show, yeah. and he said it was randomly suggested to him by the algorithm, and he listened to it and ended up loving That's it. That's great. That'll never happen again now that yeah. we're mature only. Did the yeah. algorithm <laughs> kick down his door? Say, like, <laughs> here you go. Look! Was <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm on YouTube, I guess? Uh, no, I think it was like uh, Apple. No, then, cool. hey, then we're still Very good on cool. Apple. We're Very still good cool. on Apple. We're just not good on YouTube. That's so cool. someone said the only history podcast that talks about progressive metal. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the love beat. Yeah. Wait, wait till you see what we pick this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking love beat. Do we have anything that's like yes, a yes, substance? yes? Give me a second. Uh, okay. This yeah, this okay, guy this guy ahead. has one. All right. This is from Argentina, Arius. Uh, he mentions the contest. Is this, a, is this an escape Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, "Great work, Argentinius on, Arius." <laughs> he said, "Great work on the podcast and all you for doing the Great Escape." Another oh. movie I like, and I watched every time they were on. All the Presidents Men and Goodfellas. Just a couple more: Celestial Creatures and The Killing Fields. As a Spaniard, I would recommend. Mientras dura la guerrera, even though it's a tough subject, even now in Spain. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Let's Google I'm it. I'm going to guess it has to do with Francisco Franco if it's a problem today. In yeah. But, um, is it a hot? I, I would assume that's like a hot button topic. It means Spain. while at war. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's a Spanish Argentine historical drama. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. It's about the Spanish coup of July 1936. Yeah, it's about Franco. It's about the Spanish Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'd watch that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe well, we'll do uh, that not like this round because we have it. Maybe um, I mean the next one. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, why not? Let's, let's, let's I'm up for there. suggestions. I don't think we yeah. need to go through every suggestion here right now. No, but actually, <laughs> that seems right up our alley. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, that's, yeah. and it's foreign. I, I, so, yeah. I, I want to get way more. more w- that's something I'd like to do on the show is just watch more foreign stuff because mm. how many times are we going to retread the same fucking Anglosphere stuff? Of course. You know? We've touched um, upon some foreign, but not enough. Yeah. I, not enough. Not, not enough. There's a there's a movie I, that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's in like Romanian or Hungarian about Vlad the Impaler, and it's from like the sixties or seventies. I want to watch. I want to watch it desperately. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Yes, get him. Hello. Oh. Oh. I just think. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would I would do that. Mm-hmm. That from the sixties too. I don't know if it's that old, but it, it it's definitely older. Maybe 70s. Mm. But yeah. Who doesn't want to watch a Vlad the Impaler movie? He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's good. That was that good. good. Cheech has three different characters in that movie, Dustal Dawn. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, he does. He's the vampire guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Chicken pussy. Yep. <laughs> he's the border guard. And he's the the gangster guy they meet at the very end. Yeah. What are they psychos or something? Yeah, why yeah, yeah. Why did Cheech get so much more work than Chong? Uh, didn't Chong go to prison? He did, but I think that was later, right? I think maybe so. I'm wrong. Um, Cheech Chong was on the '70s show. He was. Yeah, he had a recurring role. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, she what Cheech? She had like little roles. He didn't have like a big successful career. But he was still though. acting. You yeah, know. So was Chong. Uh, so we got an email that said. Uh, you are wrong about Blue Bro- Blues Brothers, Rup. It pains me to say that your baby is beautiful, and I wish you happiness. <laughs> so he's upset that my baby right. is beautiful. Yes, because I don't like Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers is terrible. <laughs> I just I don't understand the like what the joke is. Supposed it's not to be. funny. It's like oh, these guys are dancing competently. <laughs> Great. Like the stunts are cool, but I don't laugh from it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, well, they're doing a silly dance, but it's not a silly dance. It's like, fine. I think we just, uh, maybe we're just too young. Maybe there was some reference there that we don't understand. It's like, I think you we're know? supposed to laugh at, like, they're two white guys that like black maybe, music. Maybe, maybe. But, like, it, I would say it's like a, it's like a younger kid watching Scary Movie. They're not going to get any of it. No, it yeah, still no. has, it's still, like, you're not going to get every reference, That's what but I there's mean. still humor in it. But I, you you can recognize that Scary advocate. Movie is telling jokes. Yeah. The what Brothers is the joke? has no jokes. All right, what is I'll, the joke? Things I'll, I'll admit it, I only saw it, like, once, and it was a long time ago. I watched it once, like, a year ago. I just don't understand well, what I'm supposed recent. to laugh at. Mm-hmm. You, like, what yeah, is... Yeah, it's like, here's a performance by, like, Aretha Franklin. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, James Brown's performing. Cool. Like, I gotta rewatch it. Like, there's nothing to laugh about. I gotta rewatch it. Maybe there's something there that we don't understand, but I, there are, I you can't know, comment let's, on it. Let's have this discussion. All right. About the blues. There board? are several boomer <laughs> comedies from like the early to mid eighties, uh-huh. late seventies, that I just think stink on ice. That's one of them. That is that's like numeral. Yeah. That's the top one. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Another one, Caddyshack. I can't get through it. I've never made it through Caddyshack. <laughs> Three Amigos. I've never seen it. Terrible. Um, there's more. Animal House. Animal House is is good, but like it's, it's on, overrated. It's on thin ice. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not the like it's worshipped like Stop God's gift to the, the wire. World. It's I'm a zit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Um, 
But then, you know, they, they, I'm not shitting on all of these type of movies. Like, yeah. Back to School is fucking brilliant. You love Back to I School. I love Back to School. You love the National Lampoon, like, Vacation yeah, and all that. Vacation's great. I like those. I've never seen Vacation. Vegas Vacation? No, I've seen Vegas Vacation. You I never saw the, the original, original I never saw the original, no. Vegas is better. That's the only one I've never seen. Aeroplane is genius. Airplane's, Airplane's great. Airplane's the David great. Zucker stuff is awesome. Top Secret's but good. But isn't yeah. Airplane like late 80s? No. No, it's, it's like, 70s, like 80s, right? It's like 80, 79. Yeah. Oh, it's early. Yeah. All right. Um, now we got the real emails. Okay. All right. You got real ones this time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Especially you, Brian. <laughs> Brian, you're so cool. You're totally not fat. <laughs> <laughs> then we know he's a liar. <laughs> All right, hold on. This this is a real email. This isn't part of the contest. Mm-hmm. So he said, you guys are so awesome. I stumbled across your podcast by accident. Gold, head and shoulders above similar type history podcasts. Oh, hell yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I do. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, fellas. I do appreciate the praise, but it's just like I'm not trying to bore you all to death right now. Right. All right, wait. We are a show. So so then I responded. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, t- like tell me about yourself. And he was like, I'm a TSD follower. I got hooked on you guys after you featured Walt and Bry. Since cool. my discovery of you guys about two months ago, I have gone into deep dives of American history, gangs in New York, boardwalk, once upon a time in America, untouchables. And then you taught me all about Braveheart. I never saw it. Outlaw King, the king, various kings of England, France. So much he had no okay. clue about. Wow. Yeah. He, he's like, <laughs> I, visited, I visited London, Rome, and Paris 15 years ago and found it boring. And now oh, you have, fucked up. Yeah. and now you have educated me all about ancient Rome, thanks to Troy, which I had never seen. Well, and now I've been binging Rome on, like, oh, Rome, Rome is the best awesome. show of all time. Yeah, Rome's awesome. I, I, this is my favorite, my favorite listener we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> See Rio? See how fast he throws you under the fucking bus? <laughs> I love you all equally. <laughs> I'm cool stepdad. <laughs> I'm going to buy you junk food and treats. All right. Um, I'm so... Uh, I'm watching Rome. That's yeah. Cool. Rome is awesome. I had been so busy living a life in current times, I had never stopped to be curious about history until you guys came Did along. Did you write this? I swear to God I didn't. <laughs> okay. I swear to God I didn't. Okay. Until you guys came along. I am the generation as you guys, Gen X. We are actually not we are millennials. Gen- We're millennials. Yeah. We have our soy chai lattes. Yes. Yep. Avocado toasts. Yeah. Yes. On a b- inability to buy houses. Yes. We have crippling <laughs> debt and yeah. depression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he said he totally gets all our references. Thanks for making history so digestible, well researched, and cool. P.S. You guys need to be discovered. Wow. The big time awaits you. I predict. Thank you. What an awesome cool. email. Cool. That's who's that the, by? That, that cool. is from Victor V. Natalie. I love him. Thank you, cool. sir. That's Thank awesome. You. That's awesome. Look, and anybody share us. You know, don't don't keep the love it to yourself. <laughs> Spread it around. All right. This is from. You want to taste our love? <laughs> yeah, taste of my love. All right. This is from. Everyone this, wants to taste Angie's. This love. is from the Fonz. Oh, love the Fonz. I know where the Fonz lives Fonz now because I emailed because I mailed him what? stuff. That's right. He was a contest. Oh, oh, yeah, he was one of the guys who won. All right. <laughs> so he says, "Hello again. Can't recall if this has already been discussed, but curious to know what everyone's top Tarantino movie is." I'm assuming Pulp Fiction will be a top choice, but I'm a hateful eight man. 
Hateful Eight Man. Westerns are my jam. Mm-hmm. I also think Death Proof doesn't get the love it deserves. When Kurt Russell suddenly breaks down crying, chef's kiss. Mm. So, guys. Tarantino. This is a good conversation. What is your favorite Tarantino? Okay. So, Not I have gone back, back. Just, I guess we should talk about how we, we. Quentin Tarantino is one of those guys who's just, like, prolific automatically the first time you see him. He's like, like, with me, I was... I think 12 or 11 years old when I saw Pulp Fiction the first time. Yep. And it blew me away and changed the way. Like, I, that that was me discovering my love for movies right there. Yes. After I saw that, it was like, I need to watch mo- I, movies. I stopped watching, like, cartoons after that. Yes. And yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. now I'm a movie guy. I'm fucking just digging into old shit all the time. Uh, so that movie has a special place for me, and it's, prob- it pr- it's probably my favorite. I know it's a hack, you know, Pulp Fiction. It's the, it's the chalk It's pick. my favorite. Uh, but I do absolutely adore Reservoir Dogs and Jackie Brown. Jackie and Brown is underrated. It's amazing. Movie's amazing. Um, people need to watch that more. Personally, after that, he starts to lose me. You don't like Kill Bill? Kill Bill. I like. I, like Kill Bill. I saw it. It's not bad at all. It's just like it wasn't for me. I'm not into the kung fu movie mm. shit. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, he started to like veer away from anything grounded in reality and started making what I consider to be almost cartoons. You know, Kill Bill is a cartoon, pretty much. Yeah, it even has a like an animated section, right? It, the the action sequence, everything. It, it's supposed to be like an anime, basically. Yeah, um, but I we hate saw Inglorious Bastards. We saw Hateful oh, yeah. Eight together. Uh, yes, that's good. Yeah, Hateful Eight is great. That was awesome yeah. when we went and we saw it in seventy millimeter. But, I think it came out late enough in his career where he was so up his own ass that he added that scene where he does voiceover. The narration yes, part. Yes, and, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson is getting blown, and it takes you out of it. Because now, like, you, were, I was so invested in the movie, and then that scene happens like, oh, I'm watching Quentin Tarantino. He, he reminds you that you, this is my movie. <laughs> it's like, shut up. It's dude. right can after we, the act. Can break we get in, Can we just enjoy the film without you doing your Quentin Tarantino? You know thing? that version that we saw is like, like not out there anymore because we went to like the seventy millimeter. Yeah, it was the and I, he never released that on DVD mm-hmm. or anything. So we saw a version that like and you can't doesn't see it exist. Again? He never put it out again. Why would he huh. do that? It was like a special thing. Like you got to see it that mm-hmm. way, or it's never gonna. But yeah, you wouldn't even know what parts were different because it was right. I. I only saw it once, but you know, yeah. if if I watched it, I could be like, "Oh yeah, that that's mm-hmm. a little weird," you know, yeah. or there or there was something else there that I vaguely remember. Have you ever watched it again? I never watched it again. I did. You did. Yeah. How did it hold up? It's just as good. It's, okay. It's it's a great movie. But what's your favorite? It's Pulp Fiction for me. It's what pulp? about you? What about you guys? You want to go first? You go. All right. Um, as far as movies that he was involved in, um. Oh, you love Dust Till Dawn? And True I, Romance? I really like From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. He wrote that. Is, he didn't he, direct it, though. It, the story is by him. He didn't direct it. Directing, it's Reservoir Dogs. I just the other day listened to an old Obi and Anthony interview with him when yeah. he was on their show, and he was talking about Natural Born Killers, and he said that um, shoot. he w- wanted his name taken off anything to do with the film. He hates mm-hmm. it. And it's because of the Stone. Rodney Dangerfield scene that's like a sitcom. I love that scene. I, that's what Jim Jim Norton was saying. He lo- like, that's love his that favorite scene. thing. But he despises that. He did. He he said that was Oliver Stone and putting his own little like, yeah. Mark and on he's it, like yeah. this 
takes. He said it. There's a lot of stone stuff in there. There really mm -hmm. is. But the story itself is really cool. So, that, uh, but no, it's Reservoir Dogs, only because I really, really. If you didn't know, if I never said this before on the podcast, now I am. I love movies that take place mainly in one room. Yeah, have you seen The Hateful Eight? I haven't, and I've, I've, you've said this before too. Yeah, you would love yeah. it. Then. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I meant to watch it. I never did. Um, you love that Japanese love movie, it. Origami. Origami. Yeah. That movie's I like fucking Aragami, cool. Saw Cube, Cube Three, Hypercube. <laughs> yeah, Hyper. <laughs> Speed three, speed, speed of light. Three, speed of light <laughs> on the space bus. Uh, no, because it forces uh, better character development. You know, like the movie Low. The low. Yeah, you movie, love that. Lo, yeah. Lo, that's a that's a fun yeah. low budget. I think movie. we brought, I brought this up. Uninvited before, guest. Yeah. Uninvited guest. Right. <laughs> oh, that movie. Um, so Reservoir Dogs, it actually has that's better characters for me. Yeah. Harvey Keitel in that movie is one of the most likable guys ever. Yeah, and he's You're also, gonna be okay. You're but he's gonna be okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harry. But they're also vicious criminals. <laughs> yeah, and like some of them you like, some of them you dislike, and it, I love it. I'm it's a cop. That's reservoir dogs. Shut me up. <laughs> what about you? All right. So, my first Tarantino movie was Kill Bill. Really? Yes. Wow. So I was in high school. I had a late bloomer. I hadn't seen any he of them. He was late on the movie game. <laughs> no, I was. You know, I watched movies, but I wasn't like, you I, I wasn't a cinephile. Like yeah, I saw, yeah. you know, the general popcorn shit that everybody saw right. and all the teen boy shit that, you know, you would expect mm -hmm. that I would see in that time. Um, and yeah, Kill, awesome. Kill Bill came out and I went and watched it. I think I saw it at home first. I don't think I saw it in theaters. And I was like blown away. I was like, holy fucking shit. Mm -hmm. This is cool. Yeah. Like it's, I love it's awesome. violence and martial arts yeah. shit. I was like, this is cool. It's gory. And and at that time, uh, the IFC channel just started running like Pulp Fiction all the time, and Reservoir Dogs. So what happened was, um, it, my father was like, if you like that movie, Kill Bill, you should watch like Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was on. I was like, okay, I watched Pulp Fiction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I just realized something. Uh, before we came in today, um, Steve and I went to Wawa. Okay. And yeah. it's really weird that we're having this conversation. Uh -huh. Because... Very strange. This is, like, it's fucking kismet. It's we are, were waiting online to get our stuff at Wawa, and this woman comes in the Wawa. <laughs> and I swear to God, head to toe, same haircut, wearing the lipstick. Outfit. The exact outfit of Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Exactly the same. It was Mia Wallace. Mia Wallace? Mia Wallace came in. Yes. And Did me she and order him, a milkshake? Me and him She's are looking at each stuff. other like, why is this woman yeah. dressed completely as Mia Wallace? I'm like, it has to be on purpose. Right. It, they're going it's, to It's some, the costume. She had the same pants. It was the costume. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wanted to go up the to wig. her. She was like, wig. Wig. It was a teenage wig. Yeah, it, it, that outfit. She was wearing a wig. <laughs> like, like a jet black wig. <laughs> An open white collar with the black pants. And I, we're sitting there like, this has to be on purpose. This yeah. has to be on purpose. <laughs> I can't believe it didn't pop my head immediately. Uh, yeah, it just me neither. happened. And we, wow. <laughs> we've been singing it the entire time. It was a teenage <laughs> <laughs> like, Literally from Wawa until we walked in, we've been singing that song. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just got So, to no. So, so I went and watched Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then Father's Day was coming up. And I did the thing you do when you buy someone a gift, but it's really for you. Oh, you bought him DVD. I bought my father um, Pulp Fiction Special Edition. 
And I also bought him because at this time they re-released the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm-hmm. And cool. in the quote for like the ad on TV, it was like, um, "My favorite movie, Quentin Tarantino." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, if this and is you had never seen, I had it. never seen it." I was like, "I was like, okay, if this is this guy's favorite movie, it's, it's awesome." Watch. And my father liked westerns. I was I was the typical That's kid. A good gift. I was the typical kid where it's like, I hate westerns automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're westerns, mm-hmm. which I think every kid has that phase. You're automatically repulsed to that. I was like that when I was real young. Because they're slower. Yeah. They're slower. But no, that's a good gift. I don't think it was directly for you. It was for me. Because my oh. father never talked about Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. I was like, he's a dad. He'll like a western. And he'll like Pulp Fiction. So I got those for him. And they were really for me. And I watched Both. Uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It fucking blew me away. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. That so, was one of those movies you made me watch. Yeah. So that... And it. it f- it like it was like holy fuck! This is one of the best things yeah. I've ever seen in my life. So then the next thing is really what changed my entire life. What on the Pulp Fiction special edition DVD I had, there was not a commentary track; it was a trivia track. Oh yeah, jo- the, my Jaws DVD had that, which I love. So yeah. you watch the movie, and little factoids about the movie come up, uh-huh. and like pop up video, just like almost like subtitles. Uh-huh. And it was like, hmm. the reason I did this shot was because I was trying to evoke this feeling. Mm-hmm. Or this is a cinematic reference to Baba Baba. Right. And it the trivia track opens with, if one person sees one of my movies, I hope they see 1,000 other movies. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a Tarantino quote. And I was like, I have to watch every single movie ever. Wow. And oh. that was the movie that I was like, I need to watch every you. movie ever made. And like, I became hardcore cinephile after that, which led me to Clerks, which led me to trying to make my own shit. Right. And like, it oh. all stems from that fucking Tarantino quote. Wow. So it's Pulp Fiction for me. It changed mm. my life. Yeah. That's a good reason. Wow. So that's the answer right there. Yeah. 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 But maybe at some point we'll do like a top five and we'll rank. Rank you know, or we'll rank all ten. And there's not that many. We can do it right now. Well, there's, <laughs> why don't we wait till he does his last one, and then we can rank the top ten. Sounds good. All right. This is uh this is an email. It's critical. Critical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey guys, this is from Anthony Michael. Okay. Hey That's guys, I en- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I enjoy the show, but always find that Rupp's outro gets fast-forwarded through to the end of the show because I know there's nothing new. Ho- have you considered maybe doing some Seinfeld-style observational no, humor no, post-credits no, to haven't. keep us from hitting that button? <laughs> no. Big fan Anthony. <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't thought this. Of is this. a great idea. We haven't thought of this because it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Should we put the we Castle shouldn't... Rock thing? No! Yeah. <laughs> I think it should be Steve, though. <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> should, should we try it at the end of this? I'll give it a well, try. We, may, we make Steve do observational humor at the end of the show. If he doesn't want to, I'll give it a try. But I think it would be funnier with Steve. <laughs> Seeing him try to do Seinfeld. It's for the fan. <laughs> <laughs> for the fans, right? Mm. All right? That's why we do this. This is I fr- like the fans. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Adam Nishma. Longtime uh, listener. Hello, Adam. Yeah. Now, uh, he is foreign, so the email may have some, you know, grammatical things. I may stumble reading it a little bit. But, um, all right. Ha <laughs> ha, Brian can't read. 
Dear podcast, I want to tell you about an experience I recently had. As an avid listener, I've always wondered if the emails you read are true. Mm -hmm. I'm a dentist, and one afternoon I had trouble. Something was obstructing my breathing. I was about to collapse and yelled, easy, big fella. But the next thing I know, I woke up in an operating room to a strange sight. The doctors were putting their clothes on. I don't have any idea exactly of what they were up to, but I was told I had to have an operation and there was some complication. But somehow, suddenly, things worked out. I like this one every time. Yeah. Every fucking time we do this, there's one. <laughs> Years later, I figured it out. Two of my friends were in the audience watching the operation, and they were arguing at some point over some diamonds. Yeah. (laughs) And what I now know is that one small diamond during this dispute fell out of their hands and ended up in my operating area. Probably that was what saved me. Naturally. It was. What does he say? It came from from above. above. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,. Naturally, what this reminds me of are the sheep in the movie Blood Diamond, who are used to smuggle diamonds at an early point of the movie. Yes, Christ. yes, they are. The, the, the border guard cuts the goat open and pulls diamonds out. <laughs> and knowing the movie is based at least somewhat on true events, and it's one of my favorite movies, I was hoping you might consider reviewing it at some point. P- I, that's on the list. Yeah. Blood Diamond? Yeah, it's yeah. there. P.S. Since the operation, I've had problems with my eyes, blinking and staring. But my eyes were great. <laughs> and enjoy your going. podcast. Keep it up. Your friend in the Netherlands, Adam. I was actually wrong. It was totally perfect English. Yes. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Loved it. That was great. <laughs> Where's my son? Dear, uh, you digress. Uh, Where's the diamond? That was really clever. That was a clever uh, mix, I got to say. That was, that was a lot. <laughs> All right. And I believe this is the last email for this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just do a quick check. Make sure I'm not missing anybody. Gee, I wonder what's no. this Quick is check. Be. That's the poor man's <laughs> Wawa. Yeah. Okay. Hey, this is from Ricardo Vasquez. Ah. Uh, yeah. Stalwart. Yes. <laughs> hey, fellas. Got a question. What's your opinion on theater food in general? Yay or nay? Um, theater food, huh? I can't think, like, personally, I don't think I've ever gone beyond the popcorn. I know Brian has had smorgasbord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, well, he I'm a big hard. fat fuck. <laughs> it's not a surprise. It's it's shocking how hard Brian goes. But you've never, theater. you've never, like, had a meal at, like, a dine-in theater? No. That's the thing, though. So, theater food itself, like, classical theater food, is, like, you get a hot dog, you get the pizza, nachos, maybe a burger if you're lucky. And that's about it. Some soda, you know, popcorn. I am a big proponent of getting like a snow, a box of snow caps, snow ca- candies, the worst candy, candy. Yeah. <laughs> the most um, shitty, horrible fucking candy. I think snow caps. I love snow caps. Horrible. I think for this, <laughs> rule out dining theaters, traditional theater food. Just rule you, out the dining. You do dining theaters though, right? At, but that's a restaurant. But you, you'll thing. eat it, right? Of course. Okay. But I, like, if I go to like a theater that doesn't have a kitchen, what's the go-to? I think that should be the Popcorn, nachos. The popcorn, maybe. nachos. Yeah, what do you get? He gets snow caps because he's a heathen. <laughs> I, for some reason, I don't know why, I like get getting the sour gummy worms, the crawlies. Oh yeah, I, I get that. Those. Yeah, okay. I, just a little something to munch on. That's All right, my, I, that's my go-to. Now let's play a game for you guys. Oh no, who can guess the Brian order? Oh, that's that's. Uh, I've seen you easy. get giant burgers. Yeah, I, they they sell it's, it's a regular burger. 
You get a no, but you never just just get a burger. It's no. always massive it's thing of popcorn that you never finish. It's always like massively. You large. get a large popcorn you, with a large diet coke, no yeah. ice. You get a cheeseburger, yeah. only onions and cheese. Sometimes it's double cheeseburger, extra salt. They don't extra. Wait, extra they don't extra, have extra, that extra, at the extra, movies. Extra salt, extra, 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 extra butter. Well, he on puts the, the butter on himself, yes. and he spends about ten minutes under yeah. the fucking thing, just doing sitting this. there doing this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I asked for this. <laughs> I, think, I, I don't know if you've ever gotten fries before. It comes with the burger. I think so it I comes with the burger. Uh, I don't know if you get a candy. I think sometimes you might get a candy. Oh, what? What's He's not my big on the candy? What's, I do it. No, I do he, it. He does it, but he. It what's changes. my candy of choice? There's two that I will do. Yeah. Three. Oh, Reese's Pieces. No, Reese's no. is not in my top no, three. I've done it, but it's very rare. What is it, Brian? Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Mm -hmm. And then um, that's that's recently become number one. That's a number one. You used to get the cookie cookie dough bites. Cookie dough bites. Oh yes, uh -huh. he loves those. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the third though. The third is I like the uh, the bunch of crunch. Do you bunch have a yeah? But that's the rare one. Like, have we figured it out? Or do you have? Like, Did I get that? Did I nail that? You guys are pretty close. Okay, what I will it? say Did ninety percent of the time it's a large popcorn and soda. Yeah. That's Did it? I miss anything? You you, you never go without. Oh, like, no, you, no, no, no. you you never just sit down and watch a movie. You gotta have the giant popcorn. I need the popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> it's part of the movie experience to have popcorn, though, especially when you put the hole in the bottom like he does. Yeah, well, that's why he puts so much butter. Yes, I, I jerk off yeah. as I watch the movie. Oh, you you ask for a friend's help. Yes. <laughs> hey, you hey, hey, some popcorn? <laughs> yeah, I, I love my popcorn and yeah. soda. Popcorn summer. Popcorn, popcorn summer. summer. Yeah. All right, so uh, let me continue his email. Sure. I ask because recently I went down to a newly renovated movie theater with a friend of mine. He had just got released from an inpatient psych ward earlier in the week, and I figured a movie would cheer him up. Is this? Because the movie we went to on the food counter, I noticed there was one lone hot dog wiener remaining. It looked like it was as wrinkled as Clint, East, Clint Eastwood's face. When my friend oh, wow. asked the guy behind the counter to make the hot, him a hot dog, the worker replied, are you out of your mind? <laughs> that hot dog's been here since the silent era. You'd have to be crazy to eat it. <laughs> I was afraid this would trigger my already mentally fragile friend. I demanded that he make me the hot dog. I took one bite of the somehow it's crunchy perfectly wiener. perfectly sane food, <laughs> It's a perfectly, <laughs> such a funny fucking line. Um, I took one bite of the somehow crunchy wiener and said, and said aloud, this Still is going. terrific. It's a perfectly safe food to eat. Hmm, interesting texture. Then I immediately ran off and vomited in front of the liquor store across the street. Anyway, sorry for getting sidetracked, fellas. Keep up the strong work, you three spanking buttons. <laughs> So the thing about the vomit, that actually affected my friend. Really? How so? So because of the vomit. <laughs> Come on. The, 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 By the way, we have cookie dough bites. <laughs> Wait, really? Get him yeah, just brought in a giant brought box, you a of, box cookie. of cookie dough bites. Whoa. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I don't know why he has this. Get him as everything. He also didn't yeah. tell us. What, there's 12 units in here. Wow. There's a lot of cookie dough bites in this. Wait, are we allowed to open this? You want to see my unit? <laughs> Suck my unit. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for the, the pants. He's got the <laughs> unit. Drop the pants now. <laughs> Why does everybody want to see my schlong? <laughs> 
Okay. Um, it's history time. All right. <laughs> the fun and games are over. Yes. We love beached. We emailed. <laughs> we Tarantino'd. We Seinfeld a Let's lot. history. <laughs> More Seinfeld than usual. More yeah. Seinfeld than probably any episode. I'm actually seeing stars. I can't wait for, like, the eventual Seinfeld, like, behind the, you know, like, the fake movie they do. Mm-hmm. So they, we Wait, can, they're making a movie? You know eventually, like, when they're all dead, they'll do some movie about Seinfeld. They're all dead. Oh, Why would they just would do it now? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like they do that. They'll make a 10-part miniseries yeah. on Hulu that really should only be about an hour. Mm. Yeah, it's like Larry <laughs> David's like, after seven seasons, right, I think I've had enough. That's the dark <laughs> It's like a dark version of the theme. Dun, 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 I want to do mine first. Steve okay. is getting upset. I want to do mine first. Right, no, I'm not getting upset. Uh, just because it's it's really light, it's really quick, but it's very fucking funny. So I'm bringing a person. All right. Um, sadly, it has no nautical theme. Ah. Uh. Have a, either of you heard of a man named Robert Liston? No. Any relation to Sonny? Not that I know of. <laughs> Oh, this is the guy who invented ranking things in numerical order. <laughs> I've heard of him. No one thought of it before him. That's why they call it a list. <laughs> People like our list. Yeah. How do we? How do we decide our they preferences? Didn't, they didn't invent lists until 1840. <laughs> so uh, he was born 1794, died 1847. This man was a Scottish surgeon. He had multiple um, rankings within the Royal College of Surgeons of Edinburgh, the Fellowship of the Royal College of Surgeons, and the Fellow of the Royal Society. So this guy was a legit surgeon and very good. In fact, he was noted for his speed and skill. Would he notice if a junior mint fell into somebody? Maybe. I don't know. But... He had to be really fast and really skillful because there was no anesthesia at this time. Surgery. So he was, no anesthesia. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is that? It's angel of death. Okay. But believe it or not, he was the first <laughs> professor of clinical surgery at the University College Hospital in London to perform the first public operation utilizing modern anesthesia in Europe. Wow. So, so he's he, the first he, there's some history behind mm-hmm. this. Okay. You know, he's he's really good at what he did. Here's the fun thing. <laughs> He's known for actually having the worst surgery on Earth. What do you mean? What? So he was so good and so fast that sometimes that comes with some repercussions. He was sloppy? One could say that. So he wasn't good. He was just fast. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Dr. Nick of surgery. He okay, has, everybody. Hi, everybody. He's the only surgeon with during the surgery has a 300% fatality rate. So he's terrible. You're more likely to die than... No, just this one time. But this is what he's known for. He was like a masterful surgeon. Like, he did many successful things, but surgery back then wasn't like, oh, let's set up the tools. It was like, here's a rusted bone saw. I'm going to cut this fucking wound off. You know, just (laughs) whoosh. So he had to go into a surgery where time was of the essence. Time keeps on slipping. He amputated a leg. In under two and a half minutes. It How doesn't it seem take? hard, yeah. yeah. Two and a half minutes? <laughs> I would hope they do it quickly. Yeah. I imagine it's just like flop. The person 
doesn't have well, it's you have to saw. cut through bone. Yeah, have you ever saw. cut meat before? <laughs> if you're gonna do it surgically, you need a saw. You can't just axe it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the person isn't gonna live. Right, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> do it. <laughs> you gotta do it correct. <laughs> like you just what? You just cut it off. I'm a Viking. This shit. Brian just thinks berserker. <laughs> <laughs> Brian thinks it Bring works. in the surgeon. It's fucking Bjorn Ironside with a fucking battle axe. I am here to take your leg. <laughs> he thinks it works like Monty Python when you cut the night <laughs> off. Just, I assume they would cauterize it after. <laughs> cauterize it. Yeah. alive when the tiger steals the guy's leg. Yes. Has he got my leg? So, <laughs> so two and a half minutes is actually very fast, Brian. <laughs> Both of you guys. Um... Sadly, the patient died because <laughs> he got gangrene. It's sad, sad. Be and sadly, if you're getting something amputated around this time, there's a good chance you're not going to live. Mm. It's like it's very rare. So now, in addition to to taking out the leg, he was going so fast that he sawed off the finger of his assistant. What? <laughs> in this moment, yes. But he have it there. Well, we have to remember you need somebody to hold the leg. So if he's just, it cut the finger off. Oh. That he, guy. He went too fast. He went way too fast. That guy. The old saw my finger. Yeah. <laughs> my uncle used to do that That guy. Is my face Also red. died of gangrene. <laughs> <laughs> that guy also, the assistant died of gangrene. Oh, no. <laughs> because just he was also. me Mr. Because also you're Butter going so fingers. fast. It's not like I have an assistant that's like. Okay, you hold the leg, you hold the leg, and then you hold my tools. It's like, you hold the leg, I'm going to go, I'm going to grab my tools over here. So as he's grabbing the tools, he slashed through the coattails of one of the spectators, because this was like a public surgery. The guy got so scared. Sounds like these people are getting a little too close for comfort. Oh, yeah, you think so. <laughs> the guy got so scared that he had a heart attack from fright and died. So he killed three people. 300% fatality rate surgery. Wow. At the same time. Wow. <laughs> That's a bad day at the office. Yeah. Huh? That is a bad day. Mind you, this is a good surgeon. Oh, God, <laughs> I lost another one. <laughs> Bless me, bagpipes. <laughs> reminds me, it reminds me of people just dying left and right in, like, movie scenes where it's yeah, like, oh, no, oh, no. This is a Monty oh, Python no. sketch. I can't believe it hasn't been turned into something. Live, damn it, <laughs> live. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah, really, really crazy. And, like, it's sad. It's kind of sad, though, because he actually was a good surgeon. But this one time Did it was ruin just his chaos. reputation? I don't think so. So he continued. I think he just continued. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not try to get the speed record, you know? Like, <laughs> he was going for a world record and ended up killing three people. Lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. But he probably got a personal best, you know? Like <laughs> two and a half minutes. <laughs> Should have just got the Viking at this rate. <laughs> yeah, it would have probably been better. <laughs> So yeah, and this is with no a, anesthesia, right? This was with no so anesthesia. So these people are dying horrifically <laughs> painful deaths, yes. too. Yeah. Well, I, I think the surgery well, was gangrene, technically a I success. Would imagine it takes a little while. Yeah, gang, it, technically it was I've been success. waiting for gangrene to win a fucking Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> he got the leg off. It just they didn't have the medicine to prevent it from getting infected. So mm. sad. But yeah, <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> killed three people. <laughs> And then he lost name. the belt of Muhammad Ali. 
<laughs> so I told you it was quick, quick little, uh, quick little thing. Very good. That's interesting. Uh, it's funny. What what became of him in life? Just like regular I life. I think he just like he was like teaching surgeries and he, like I said, he was the first one to do surgery with anesthesia. So it's not like that prevented him. I okay. think he just went on to he lived like a regular life as a surgeon. Like he was actually mm -hmm. good. Poor guy's got to live in Scotland in the 1780s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking raining. <laughs> it's so bleak. <laughs> and we're a vassal. There's an enclosure system. <laughs> well, he died um, of an aneurysm, uh, 1847. Oh wow! So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Who goes next? Me or you? Uh, I'll go next. Okay. So mine is a little weird. Yeah. It's kind of a guy and kind of an event. And the way I came across this is interesting. So I'm trying to get in the summer spirit, right? Love beach. Love beach. Sure, sure. And I don't know about you guys, but like I watch different movies to like you set summer movies to set my mood for things like summer rental. Like I just John go Candy. outside. I hate the sun. Yeah. <laughs> God damn um, the sun. So I do. I watch summer based movies. But summer based movies. What does that mean? <laughs> things with a beach, you know. Jaws. <laughs> you get, Jaws get in the is mood. A summer movie. Yeah. Sure, you get yeah. to get in the mood. <laughs> Jaws is a Fourth of July movie. Mm -hmm. But I watch a lot of the eighties like Summer Rental. Eighties teen movies. One Friday crazy the summer. 13th. More like more like one crazy summer, but I like the really shitty like ones that are forgotten about. Okay, no, like like it. Porky ripoffs and okay. things like that. Like I watched one this week called Pinball Summer. It's fucking terrible. Pinball Summer. The song Pinball Summer. If you listen to it, it's gonna be caught in your head for days. It's Is been it caught made in my for the movie. Yes. Okay. It's like Pinball Summer. It sounds like a Beach Boys ripoff shit. Ah. Okay. But. I, I just like these type of movies. You know, they're loaded with nudity. They're sure. horrible jokes that would not get made today. Right. Like, it's just, it's like, it's literally like looking at a time capsule. Uh -huh. So I just, I like these types of movies every time around this time of the year. This is like uh, trying to capture the Fast Times at Ridgemont High mm -hmm. slash Revenge of the Nerds type yes, stuff. Yes, the teen tit flicks of the mm -hmm. day. Right. That like, in paradise. Exactly. The, the what American Pie was trying to be. Right. You know? So I, I watched one called Nico Mast Mastrokis. He's Greek. So Mastorakis, Nico Mastorakis's terminal exposure. What the fuck is this, Brian? What did you just say? <laughs> Nic Nico. Uh, he's Greek. So you, maybe you guys could tell me a say that. from Greece. Uh, M A S T O R A K I S. He's Greek. Were you punked? No, no, no. So I don't know how to say the guy's last name. Mastoricus. So you're bringing a movie? Hold on. I'm just telling you how I found this guy. So he made a movie called Ter Nico Mastrokai's Terminal Exposure. Uh -huh. Okay. And I don't he put know his own name on the in the yes. title. So All when right. I now normally if it was just terminal exposure, you'd never even think. Twice. I wouldn't think twice. So I would just watch the, the movie. You saw narcissism. So I was like, <laughs> "Am I supposed to know who this guy is as a film fan? Why don't I know who this guy right. is?" So I'm like, "Why did I put my name in front of the uninvited <laughs> Brian Rupert's the uninvited guest?" I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Uh -huh. So I click his name, 
There's nothing that I recognize, mm-hmm. but he made movies from 1975 all the way up until 2001. So he had a, he had a career. Storied. Sure, I guess. And I'm like, what is this guy's is fucking deal? I don't, I don't know this guy. <laughs> By the way, Terminal Exposure is not good, but you I kind of it. loved it. Uh-huh. Like, there's so many, like, gay jokes and, like... <laughs> Like, like jokes where it's like these, it's two guys like trying to have sex Mm -hmm. and with each other. No, not with each other. (laughs) How does this work? (laughs) It won't fit, but like they go to like Greek. Yeah. (laughs) Get me a sheep. (laughs) But they like, at one point they go to cut that. You can't you can't talk about authentic Greek features? <laughs> Fucking sheep. Oh, well, what's wrong get with me that? A sheep. <laughs> so what? I was doing a Greek guy. I wasn't saying Brian Rupert wants a sheep. He's this not fuck- one of us. <laughs> this dirty fucking <laughs> one of us. He said he's fucking sheep. Keep going. All right. So there's a part in the movie where they go into like a room, like to like fuck a girl, and it's a jacked like dude, like a bodybuilder, uh-huh. and his voice is a dubbed in chick. It's really? just yeah, it's just jokes like that that like you know they wouldn't make today, and I was I was laughing That's at every kind of fun. I was laughing at every horrible dated joke. Laughing at it, I was laughing with it. Okay, they worked for me. Great. Just the dated jokes. It's mm-hmm. like it was like seeing a dinosaur. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't see that shit anymore mm-hmm. unless you're watching things from the '80s. Right. So it was really hitting my funny bone. But I looked up the guy and I was like, okay, this guy actually is kind of interesting. Are you familiar with the 1973 Athens Poly, Polytechnic riots in Greece? No. Why, why would I be familiar with that? Well, I didn't think you would be. I thought Ant may be. No, I don't know anything right. about this. So, what in, were the Greeks upset about in 73? So, in the 70s, in 73, they had basically <laughs> Greece, I found out, had for a while just been alternating like dictators. Yeah. Like they'd have like a socialist guy, then they have like a right guy, and like they just kept flipping them. In 73. There weren't enough delis. <laughs> diners. <Or> diners. <laughs> diners. My people got the delis. You're not taking that from us. So uh they were in a they were in a college campus, Athens Athens Polytechnic, and they're protesting the government, right? And they're doing all this shit. And the Greek military goes in and just obliterates them with tanks and shit. Just nice. kills all the students. <laughs> now, this isn't part of my thing, but I found this was interesting. After this, they made every college campus in Greece, and I think this just changed like two or three years ago, police and military-free zones. So you could not be arrested. They were all asylums. They was called university asylums. I'm sure this worked out well with all the refugees yep. they get. So <laughs> you could not com- you could not be arrested for Talk a crime. You could not be arrested for a crime on a Greek campus. Makes sense. So what happened was mafia and crime bosses started operating out of the universities and using the kids to do crimes and deal drugs and things like that because they could not be arrested for it on the campus. Wow. That's more of a side effect. That's not really what um what, you're what I'm talk- yeah, ta- here talking about. <laughs> That's really fascinating. That's cool. Yeah, lo- look into it. I, I, I didn't do a f- deep dive onto the event, but it is interesting. Anyway, so this guy, Nico, 
is a Nico Cousins. Nico. Yeah. <laughs> he is a newscaster in Greece, right? Like he's like a big deal there. Like he's like, I don't know, who's like a Dan Rather, maybe? Mm. You know, like just like a guy everybody knows there. Like he's friends Do with live. Yeah, he's friends with like the Onassis's, John Lennon. Like oh, he's like wow. he's like a big Gre- deal mm-hmm. in Greece. You know, he's like everyone knows him. He's big in Greece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's it's like Leonidas. Yes. <laughs> so the military <laughs> wants him to go do a like state-sponsored interview with some of the jailed kids to try to, um, I guess, whitewash it. You know, mm-hmm. be like it's not that bad. And they want to use that to repair their image. So the government. N- the government. So not everybody hates them, you know, because they brought tanks in and ran over students. Starting to look like the Chinese <laughs> here, fellas. Yep. yep. So they send this guy into a prison to interview some of the students. Make them look bad. <laughs> <laughs> so Nico claims that the government told him they would not censor the interview mm-hmm. and keep it fair. This did not happen. Mm-hmm. So in 74, when that regime fell, all those students were released. And they started, you know, trying to sue and all that stuff. Nico now looks like a puppet of the old regime. And he is Why are you ba- saying regime and not regime? Regime, sorry. <laughs> and he's Regime. Ba- regime, yeah. And he is basically... Th- regime, that's my cousin's name. <laughs> <laughs> he gets thrown off Greek TV. Okay. No, nobody will work with him because he's a puppet of the state. Yes, the old state. The old state. Okay. And so he's now like, he has to go make tit He's like, okay. Make what I'm going to do is become a B movie maker in Hollywood. <laughs> and he goes to Hollywood and just starts making B movies Big and American pumping them out. Okay. Yeah. And that's what he does in his career. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's Nico Masterakakis. Master Kai, I don't know. But I did think that was interesting. Yeah, it actually was. And, yeah, I recommend watching Terminal Exposure. Terminal Exposure. (laughs) Yeah. What a film. (laughs) I sent you a trailer for one I watched the other day. Oh, what was that? Miracle Beach. Yeah, it had... Can you explain... What's his name? From Godfather 3 and The Untouchables. Uh, Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia? He was in the trailer, yeah. He was the main character. No, that's not Andy Garcia. Yeah, it was. No, that's Dean Cameron. I thought it was Andy Garcia. <laughs> no. That was one of his movies? I don't remember what I saw. I no, didn't Nico didn't make that. This is just so... There were like real people in it, though. Pat Morita's in it. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Morita. Miracle. Dean. Real people. <laughs> He's a real person. He is a real person. Dean Kane is in it. Dean Is that a Superman? No, he right? was Superman, Melissa yeah. Clark on the WB. But I... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Miracle Beach is a pile of shit that I love too. The premise, you love this guy. This guy didn't make that. Oh, this okay. was just you like you like the idea that this propagandist made good. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, was he a propagandist though? He just took a job. He was already a news anchor, you know? and they sent yeah. him in, and he, they probably did tell him that they yeah. weren't going to censor it. You know, yeah, probably. Like I doubt he, it's not like he has control over it, mm. but. It doesn't sound like it was really his fault. But I think he picked the better path anyway. Tit movies. Titty movies in Hollywood. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good tit movie? Right. What was the plot of that? It was something ridiculous. Oh, the one I... Oh, it was a genie. Miracle Beach? 
Yeah, Miracle Beast. It was about a, a teen on, boy. No. Who, it was it was the plot of I Dream of Genie. Yes, he they be- even dude they used the I Dream of Genie bottle and set. Yeah. <laughs> They wanted you to do a sexually charged That's I Dream so of Genie. Ridiculous. That's all he, it was. He gets a hot chick Genie, and she grants wishes, but all his wishes are like just, I want chicks with tits around me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's every wish. And he gives it to his friends, and they wish the same thing. And the whole movie is just hot, naked chicks. <laughs> and then they find love at the end. He, Obviously. He marries the Genie. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. They show it in the trailer, right? It's a life lesson. It's a life, lesson. It's a life yeah. lesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. What Amazing. he needed was with him the whole time. The right. ridiculously hot genie. Right. right, right. <laughs> Sometimes love's right there. Yeah. <laughs> Miracle Beach, guys. Chef's kiss from Brian. <laughs> In the form of a magic Arab Arab thing. <laughs> How hot was the genie, though? She was hot. Oh, yeah. She was hot. I watched another, I watched a modern tit flick the oh, other yeah? day. Yeah, what was it? Those exist. It's not really a tit flick, but I mean, it Define is. Define modern. Is it Sydney Sweeney? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was going to bring All it up. All right. So I found out about Sydney Sweeney about a week ago. From Euphoria? Uh-huh. Be- no. Uh, yeah, she's yeah, on she that, but on I don't that. know about that. That show's bad. I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw a ad for, like, Buy Energy Drink, B-A-I. Okay. And, I was, and the girl holding the bottle was so hot <laughs> that I had to find out more. I and I went on Google... <laughs> And I was like, who is the spokes girl for Buy Energy Drink? And I discovered Sydney Sweeney. She is easily one of the hottest women I've ever seen. She's insane. And is naked all the time, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I watched a movie called Voyeurs uh-huh. with her in it. Oh. The movie is kind of decent. Like, it's not great, but, like, it's watchable. Mm-hmm. But she gets naked in it, so it's like... <laughs> More top ten for Brian. <laughs> yeah, masterpiece. Check it out. Amazon Prime. <laughs> you got it. You got to. You got to see this energy drink. I I <laughs> I've been drinking by energy drink for a while. Oh uh, my god! I, this is why he's attractive. Yeah. You have. Um, you sent a picture of her. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Look at this. I Actually, did. it was Brian. You did it? Yeah. Okay. We, I knew it was we, had, we had uh, you had a conversation about it. Yeah. No, we had a, what do they call that? Heart like to parallel heart. Parallel thing. Yes, yes, heart yes. Heart to heart. <laughs> like the, the, we, we both got hit by the Sydney Sweeney lightning bolt at the same time. So I knew about her for a while. <laughs> I knew about her too, yeah. I knew about her for a while and knew how hot she was, but when I was watching this movie, I was just like, this is just ridiculous. I was like, I don't know if these guys know because she's a newer actress. I was like, I got to share this. <laughs> I got to share the knowledge. I when I saw this. the Buy Energy Drink ad, I was at work and I just I I had to talk to everyone in the room like I like I found fire <laughs> and, caveman yeah, like, I am Prometheus and yeah. I'm giving this gift to all of you and we ended up having like this out, like two hours of conversation about just like a top 10 of the greatest ever we've done that you know? before yeah we do that all the time you guys said she has to be put in your top 10 I'm not I would, taking, I would, I'm not taking I would put her out. I think somewhere in my top 10 I'm, she's not, a, she's I'm a, not taking anyone out of my top 10 that's that's firm we'll I know your number one, one will always be Britney Spears Aunt. I love Britney always it's, have it's always will you have a chance now yeah she's like the hottest waitress at Denny's <laughs> Spinning around in a bikini every day. <laughs> At least it's not Waffle House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got class. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Let me get you your Grand Slam, hun. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Ashes are falling in your pancakes. And then 
whipping around. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's she's so spinning around again. That's my girl. <laughs> What'd you bring for us? What are you doing, sweetie? Doing some of your spins? <laughs> All right, whatever I'm makes so you happy, dizzy. darling. <laughs> so dizzy. It just keeps going. Woo! I gotta take a break. <laughs> Never speaks, just spins. <laughs> the perfect woman. <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn. Yeah, what'd you bring? So I um I'm going off base with this one, I think, because you guys I don't know. Were we ever on base? You had different tones. Um I want to talk about the life and times of Henry Morton Stanley. Okay. You guys know who that this is? That name is familiar. I think I've talked about him with you. I've been fascinated. Did you invent the with Stanley him. Steamer? No. But why are you bring him? <laughs> I've uh, I've been very fascinated with this guy for a long time. I think he's lived one of the most exciting lives of all time. Okay. That's yeah. a big Okay. Yeah. That's big. Um How many tit flicks did he make? <laughs> Zero. They get him the fuck out. Um none. The the medium was not invented yet. Um <laughs> so he was born in 1841 in Wales. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> He was born in Didn't even Wales. Miss a beat. Yeah. Didn't even He's inside miss a whale. He was born His in father pod. was Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor, Geppetto, and his boy, oh Pinocchio. God. Oh, my God. Um, his, he never met his father. His father died before he was born. And his mother abandoned him when he was just like a little kid. So he grew up in an orphanage in Victorian England. And at the age of 18, he had no he prospects. He grew out of hope. <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> a joke just for you. No, I, I got know. it. I don't know what that is. I got that, at too. At the age, age of 16, 16 not oh. grew out of hope. That's porcupine. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Married the first one. Wasn't a man. Um, he got on a boat and went to America. He lands in New Orleans. New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> and it's 1858. So he spends two years banging around New Orleans. Oh, he's a, fucking? Uh, just, you know, being in living. New Orleans. Well, he specifically <laughs> he met a guy living. who, like, mentored him and became, like, a father figure for him, and he adopted his name as Stanley. His okay. real name was, like, John Rolfe or some shit. But he becomes Henry Morton Stanley while he's in New Orleans. John Rollins. That was his oh, birth okay. name. Um, so then the Civil War starts. Okay. He joins up with the Confederacy. Because he's down south. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, fights at the Battle of Shiloh, which a lot of people consider to be like the first modern battle in history. Really? Yeah. What, what makes it so modern? I think it's just the size of it. It's absolutely massive. At the time, it was the biggest battle in the, in the war. Um, this is when the, Confe- the Grant's army was trying to pacify the Mississippi. Okay. So he's out west. On their way to Vicksburg. Um, and, yeah. And the Confederates uh, tried to destroy his army. They had a lot of beagles. What? They had a lot of beagles. Why did they have beagles? You don't know the book Shiloh about the beagle? No. It's like a it's like an old yeller-esque book about a beagle. <laughs> I read it in school oh. and it made me want to beagle. It's what the war was over, really. Right? <laughs> yeah. over. Who got control of the beagle territory? Uh he gets captured at Shiloh and he gets sent to a prison camp. And while he's in prison, <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> they'll torture him as long as they're playing the song. They'll play Angel Eyes. Um, he's crying. And <laughs> he uh, 
he becomes a galvanized Yankee. And what that is is this would happen um, with Confederate prisoners. They'd make them swear allegiance to the United States and enlist them into the Union Army. So he actually fought on both sides of the war. They had to, like, apostate? Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he, he swore. He was, I'm an American now. And he fought against uh, his Confederate brethren. Uh, and at some point during the war, he also became a writing, like, uh, dispatch guy for the Navy. So he fought. Uh, he, he served in the Confederate Army, the Union Army, and the Union Navy. He is thought to be the only person to ever do this. Right? I mean... It's, it's not like there's an opportunity yeah. now. <laughs> um, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's like, what is it, right. like a five-year window? <laughs> right. So war ends, and he used uh, his skills that he got being the dispatch guy to become a journalist. And he Fucking journalist! <laughs> he starts writing for, um, like, Midwest newspapers, and okay. he goes, and he lives on the frontier and reports on, like, life in the frontier. He's like... Hanging out with cowboys, going to 49ers fucking like gold rush camp. I swear to God, right. I thought you were about to say games. Yeah, he's going to 49ers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course. yes. Yeah. He loves, he loves Joe Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Sports journalist. Um, the first I, one. I think I heard this a while ago, but I was looking for it today when I was doing research. Couldn't find anything about it, but I, I have heard in the past that he did ride with Sitting Bull. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, He's all over the place. He's all dude. We didn't even get to what he's famous for yet. Okay. <laughs> so he's like the Forrest Gump of the 1800s. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the British are going to war in Ethiopia, in Abyssinia. Okay. And he decides this is a good, like journalist idea to go and someone should be chronicle there this and chronicle this. So he goes to New York, and he gets a job with the New York Herald to go be their guy over there. New okay. York Herald's like the biggest paper in the world. The Times hasn't uh, yeah. taken over. Um, so he ends up with the British in the Ottoman Empire, moving around, doing shit over there, right? And he, He's not fighting. He's just reporting. Yeah, but he's, you know, when you're when you're a combat yeah. reporter. You have he, a gun. Yeah, he's got a gun. He's doing yeah. shit. And he's he knows how to fight. He's been in the fucking Civil War. Um this makes him kind of like famous. He's not a household name yet, but but people know people know him. He decides his next big. Oh, I should say this. So David Livingston is Why like do I know that name? the premier British explorer at the time. He's been it's going into the interior of Africa, being a missionary and like mapping out the dark continent for okay. the first time. Uh, his he leads to like Cecil Rhodes and all that. They're shit. all connected. Yeah. Um, he wants to find the source of the Nile. So he goes into the wilderness and vanishes. <laughs> He's gone for two years. Nobody knows what the fuck happened to him. Nobody's had Bad contact with him. gorillas. He may have been eaten by evil gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the city, yes. the city of sin. He could have got bitten by a snake. Right. <laughs> Nobody knows what happened. Like three feet into the jungle, just bitten and dead. Stanley hears about this and decides, I'm going to find him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna go into the interior and find this guy and find out what happened to him. So he gets the paper to back him, and he leads an expedition into the darkest Africa, and he travels 700 miles tra tracking this guy down until he starts to find hear rumors among like 
Bantu tribesmen that there's a white man with gray whiskers somewhere on Lake. Is this turning into this apocalypse, is apocalypse now? now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an assassin? He gets to Lake Tanzanica, <laughs> and sure enough, he finds. David Livingston alive and on death's door. He's like malarial. His oh, feet are no. like falling off. Really? Yeah. Uh, and he says, Dr. Livingston, I presume. And it becomes very famous. Okay, yes. Yeah. And uh, he gets him out. He brings him. He's a hero, right? Wow. Um, and this is this guy, die? this Livingston guy was world famous at the time. Everybody knows him. Yes. So, so now he saved, so now he saved him. And now he's world famous, right? Wow. Um, Livingston doesn't give up and goes back into the jungle to find to try again. So Livingston lives. He lived for a while and then died he out there, the out jungle. in the wilderness again. In 1873, he is dead. The jungle but called to Stanley him. Stanley is so enamored with his expedition and loves it that he decides to pick up where he left off and try and find the source of the Nile. Right. So he spends the next couple of years going through the African interior, mapping rivers, and will be the man who finds the source of Nile. I think it's Lake... Uh, what? Yeah, I was La- say, what it's is like Lake source? Victoria and the mountains up around that area. Right? Okay. Wow. So um, no... It took he that, becomes the first wait, European... real quick. It, no one thought to try to find the source of the Nile before then? The, this country is so insanely I know. rugged. It kills everyone. You know, yeah. like he goes on these expeditions, and two thirds of them die. So you know, you, they're, they're fighting tribesmen. There's malaria. There's all kinds of smallpox. Have you like ever that. walked recently, like two to three miles? I don't walk two to three steps anymore. <laughs> right. Look at me. <laughs> to find Livingston, he just said he went seven hundred miles. Yeah. So and he in the harshest and he didn't in the harshest find country the source yet. So you have to assume yeah. it's got to be a thousand miles away from the. the right. other location. Well, when he wakes up, he knows he's going to be. I He's going to be the man who walked 700 <laughs> miles. I hiked 12 miles recently. I thought I was going to die. So yeah. 700 is scary. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he spends the next couple of years mapping out. So he starts working for uh, King Leopold of the Congo, of Belgium. Okay. Who's, like, Jeez. notoriously, like, the most evil despot. He tortured the people of the Congo. But Does that lead to the Stanley, Wars? Like, he's, like, that guy? That's later. That's later. Okay. Um, Stanley... Like spends time building infrastructure in the Congo. He wants to like keep the Congo as free and like do as the best he can for the people that live there. Mm-hmm. He's building like roads and buildings and stuff. He wants to just be like, look, these are good right. technologies. Use them. Right. Um, Leopold is evil. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the guy who started chopping off arms in Africa. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, they inoculated all the arms. Yes. <laughs> so he's a big hero. Everybody loves him. And then couple of things happen. Our old pal, the Mahdi. The Mahdi! Yes. Yo, all the way back from Khartoum. Right. He starts oh, a giant Islamic uprising in the Sudan. He yeah, takes Khartoum and murders Charles, Charles Gordon. Gordon. Rest in peace. Europe is horrified. South of the Sudan is Equatorial Africa, which is the southernmost province of Egypt at the time. Okay. Right? Uh, there is another Charles Gordon sitting in Equatorial there Africa. There is another. <laughs> His name is Emin Pasha. He is a German-Jewish uh, scientist doctor guy who the Turks have made governor of the region. Really? Yes. All right. This is interesting. Yes. And you, the Europeans back, they don't want to see this guy get murdered by the Mahdi. They don't want to lose another They don't want to see it happen again. 
So these like aristocrats around England get together and they fund a new expedition to rescue this man. Uh, and they get Stanley, Stanley to lead it. But because this is this isn't a government venture. This is like private, private citizens. citizens doing private this. rich citizens. They want to put themselves on the expedition too. Okay. So a lot of them now become his officers. So it's basically becoming the mummy. <laughs> at this point, like they're go they're doing the Scorpion King um, shit. <laughs> they can't come at it from the most direct route because the Mahdi's in the way. Mm -hmm. So in order to get into Equatorial Africa at this time is completely cut off from the rest of the world. Nobody knows yeah. what's happening in there. So they have to go wide, right? They have to go from the south. So they come oh. up through the jungle in the Congo. So they got to go down by the Cape and up. Yeah. It's like Congo's in the center. Yeah, I know Congo and, center. And they're moving northwest, uh, northeast. But it's not um, really mapped like well. Right. This is the wilderness. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's dark jungle. You're cutting paths. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and who knows what the fuck they're going to run into. So all the way up the Congo River as they travel, they're being attacked by tribes. Um, people are dying. They're getting smallpox. They're getting malaria. Um, they get to a point where they're, they're, you know, they're doing river travel. They're on boats. They lose a couple of the boats. This makes it so that there's like a a thousand people with them or something like that. Not everybody can continue the journey. So what he does is he takes like 700 guys and he leaves them out to make a base camp and hang out until reinforcements, like supplies can be brought up the river from where they left to resupply okay. them and then they'll meet him further on. So he takes, he splits the party in half, takes half of them and continues the journey and, how far and leaves was these guys in? behind. This is, you know, thousands of miles in. Well, right. maybe not thousands, hundreds of miles. He pulls, They're in the middle. Yeah. He pulls right. a Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Let's split up, gang. He yeah. splits yeah. up and he leaves a good portion of his men behind. Make a make right. a town. Yes. <laughs> so he continues. He makes it to equatorial Africa. And when he finds Eamon Pasha, Eamon Pasha is alive, but he doesn't want to leave. He wants to He's, fight. He wants to do a Gordon. Yes. Yep. So he spends the next year fighting the Mahdi. Come with Pasha. Yes. Damn, dude. Now, they will lose. They have to abandon. They flee. Yes. But they fought so, for a year. Yes. So they they get back and he go and oh, the column that he left behind never showed up. So they don't know what happened. So when he goes back, he goes to where he left them. And when he arrives, he finds that two thirds of them are dead. Oh. Um the officers he left in charge abandoned it have become insane <laughs> and brutal like evil people so they went they went mad they did kurtz they became they kurtz. started torturing the locals like abducting them um the one of the or the or the people that like, the, tr the local like population of the area uh. um the one of the officers has been murdered by his own men because he was beating the guy's wife and the guy just killed him Holy shit. Um, and one of the guys became fascinated with cannibalism while he was in the jungle. He just he, he became enamored by it. So he purchased a slave girl from one of the tribesmen and fed her to cannibals just so he could watch her be eaten. So this is truly like evil, yes. horrible shit. Yes. Jungle. Yes. It's jungle shit. <laughs> Um, Mixed a little bit with Lord of the Flies. Yes. <laughs> like, it's a little chaotic. It's Heart of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. Was Apocalypse now based on this? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Not, it doesn't sound too far off from like, what uh, happened here. They make it out. 
he gets Eamon Pasha back to civilization. But when he At makes it cost? back, the like the the guy in charge of the town they make it to, I forget his name, uh, throws a party in celebration for them. Eamon Pasha gets shit faced drunk and falls out a second story window. Come on. <laughs> After all that, yes. hundreds of people dying to save this guy. He doesn't die. Fighting for he a, doesn't like, die, you but he's so messed up, he can't travel. Oh, he's just my God, that is amazing. <laughs> so real, qu amazing. real quick, the book Heart of Darkness was based on... Uh, Darkest Africa? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Like all that shit you're that talking so about. so sick. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So this, when people start to find out about what happened on this expedition, it really sullies his reputation, whereas he was this hero for years. Now he's like a dubious character. But he didn't do anything. No. But, but the guys he brought yeah, did it in his he's name. he's the man in right, charge. Right. He takes the fall. Um, late in life, he actually, like, he became a knight. He was knighted um, in England, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and became a member of parliament, like, right before he died. He died really? in 1904. But yeah, that is the life of Henry Morton Stan. That is a life wow. lived. Wow. Yeah. That is a life lived. <laughs> that Africa shit, like, yeah, that, crazy. that should be something to watch. And that's yeah. such you know? a highlight of his life that you forget he fought in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, and he's a nobody then. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's like the unimportant shit. Right. It's like all the cool shit happening through that era, he's a part of it. Yeah. Out no. of all the regular people we've brought to the show, I would say that might be the most exciting life. But he's, yeah. I wouldn't say he's the most exciting out of history just because mm -hmm. people like like Napoleon and Alexander sure. the Great, you yeah. can't compare I'm, to. I'm reading but, George wow. Washington's book. Oh, yeah? Not, not his book, sorry. Oh, uh, Ron Chernow's oh, oh, book. Oh, yeah, okay. Did you read that one? No. But it really is just ridiculous that, like... I'm not the biggest Ron Chernow fan. He's all right. Yeah, look, there, there's good <laughs> shit in there, but right. like, it's ridiculous to think what George Washington intersected with, like throughout. Like, he starts oh, basically yeah. the French and Indian War. Sure, yeah. And it's like, and then he's the American Revolution general. Yeah, yeah. it's like it is insane, like mm -hmm. how some of these men of destiny. Yeah, it's like things just happen to them. Mm -hmm. You oh, know, I, I have actually. It's funny you you brought that. Up. I was deciding what I wanted to bring today, the story, mm -hmm. and I heard a an interesting story that I I. Not sure if you heard this, but I, okay. I brought up to Ant. Um, did you ever hear about the possible war between the English and Prussia in around the 1700s? So what happens was a London newspaper released an article that said that the English people were getting fed up with Prussian prisoners being sent to England for protection. Okay. Prussia, Prussia hears about this, gets really upset because like, well, we're not, we're not welcome in England. We're not good enough. And it escalates to the point of like bordering a war. It almost happens. <laughs> Turns out, Benjamin Franklin visited England, wrote the article as a hoax, just to watch chaos ensue. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there like, oh, I'm bored. I assume this is the Seven Years' War, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Know, I've, never, I've never heard date. this before. But I that, didn't go deep in, yeah. but I found that really funny. That like our. Founding fathers, George Washington, just Franklin, being a troll. Or, yeah, <laughs> he's skank hunt. You have such like a different parallel, you know, like, <laughs> like George Washington's doing that. Like he's he's doing like crazy general awesome stuff, and then you have Benjamin Franklin trying to start wars overseas because he's bored. <laughs> like it's very funny. But yeah, that's uh, that was cool. Yeah, Stanley. What was his first name? Henry. Henry. Stanley. Henry Morton Stanley. You got his picture. HMS. Up Who? I, yeah. I had it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He's he's uh, like he's like Van Pelt. He's like the Great White Hunter. Yeah, he's cool yeah. looking. Ah, that's, cool. <laughs> that's cool, man. Wow. So I guess uh, that's it. That's we, it. We got to pick. Yeah. We got to pick some. Stuff. We got to pick. We got to pick. Yeah, we got to pick. All right. Uh, Steve, you go first. Okay. So we do have a guest lined up. I don't want to say who. Yeah. So if we get this person, we're go- we are going to do Lords of Chaos. And that would come out. The Mayhem movie. Yes. Mayhem movie. So if you don't know, we are we do like prog metal, but we also like black metal and death metal and all the other stuff. So I'm excited to do this. But if we cannot get the guest. Didn't Emperor play recently? They're about to. Yeah. They're about to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys going to that? I was thinking about it. Depends Tickets are kind day. of expensive. Are they? Yeah. Depends what day. I was about to go to Germany to go see Agalock. <laughs> I know. So I'm really tempted. It's in the summer. I think we have to go to Maryland Death Fest this year. We're going to Maryland Death Fest. It's my dime bride, dude. Yeah, I know. It's MTB in the it's United the States. When are we going to MTB is in the U.S.? Maryland Death Fest Maryland this year Death is Fest. pretty fucking strong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going. Like, we're like going. Arcturus, Primordial, yeah, 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 we're going. My Dying Bride. We're that's going. like all I need. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's- <laughs> we're going. Yeah. Um, if we can't do Lords of Chaos, because we have to save it for another day, yeah. I have a replacement movie that I've been dying to do. Okay. Because it's the summer, I want to do Alexander. Now, what about Alexander correlates that the to the summer? summer? So, if you remember, I want to do this really Tata. early. Yeah. It's Persia. a very long movie, <laughs> which would mean a very long episode. Mm-hmm. So, we need the time to actually do it. Where, like, Because we we might not be able to do two episodes, that's all. Okay. If, if it's a regular work day, if mm-hmm. it's like the summer where we actually don't have anything to do. I do. <laughs> we can revolve around Ant's schedule easier, yes. Pin that's all I meant. all summer. You forget, I edit the, I, I, I gotta do stuff, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I'll go next. Okay. Yeah, yours. We're gonna do a Tom Cruise movie. Tommy. DC. Tom DC? Cruise. Okay. Not We're, since last Samurai have we spoken about Yeah, we haven't. We haven't. So we have a Valkyrie. God, that was early. No, we're not doing World War II. We got one. We we're putting that to a rest for a while. We got yeah, one yeah, more yeah, World yeah. War II thing we're going to do, and then it's taking a hiatus. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, prep, we prep the listeners up to this the World yeah. War II moment that we want, and now we're going to we got to chill. Yeah, we yeah. got to back out. Uh, so I really, because the new Mission Impossible is coming out, I really want to do a Tom Cruise movie. So I was debating, should we do American Made? Should we do Born on the 4th of July? Should we do Valkyrie? I decided to do Far and Away. The I don't Tom, know what that is. Whoa! The Tom Cruise <laughs> romance movie about Irish immigrants coming to America as he boxes his way across the continent to participate in the gold rush. <laughs> This made no money, right? Nobody saw this. I think it was a huge flop. I've never even heard of this. This is going to be another revolution. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. <laughs> I don't even. I, do we even know if there's real history in it? Like just the gold it, rush. <laughs> We're going to talk about Sutter's Mill. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a romance movie. <laughs> it's real. Mm-hmm. All right, Annette, you get to tell them about the big, the big deal. The big, the big deal. Um, we're we're gonna watch Oppenheimer. We're gonna do it in a theater. We're gonna do it together. Yes. You're invited. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Do you want to tell them when? Uh, he doesn't know the date. <laughs> I'm testing him. July 21. Yeah. You got it. 7:30. Alamo Draft House, Staten Island. 7:21. Seven. No, 7:30 showing <laughs> on 7:21. Right. No, get there at 7:21. On Be 7:21. there. <laughs> and then we're gonna go like have fun afterwards. Yeah, well, there's, bar, party. there's a bar. There's yeah. a there's the restaurant. It's yeah. attached to theater, so we're gonna hang out. Yeah. 
Well, we will show you the ways of Staten Island. You will pump your fist like you wouldn't believe. We're going to get Ant shit face drunk and do karaoke. He's a really good singer at karaoke. Thank you. He's yeah. going to do the thong song. <laughs> no, that's not mine. No. <laughs> Brian will do the fucking Neil Diamond song. Oh, I'll do the Neil oh, Diamond yeah. song. Yeah. Let me go. I'll be there for moral support for you guys. <laughs> Steve does. Maybe I just sing. won't show. <laughs> now you're making it fun. <laughs> I have an idea for the next tour. How about you don't fucking come? <laughs> wow, that's obscure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Gene. You're the captain of this ship. Fly away, Birdman. <laughs> All right. No one knows. Nobody that. knows that. Nobody knows that. I can't even explain it. <laughs> you got to explain it. It's a it's a stupid internet video of like fifteen years 15 ago. Fifteen years ago, <laughs> like a, a cardboard cutout of Paul Stanley speaking about Gene Simmons, <laughs> about how he's like yeah. the king, and he extinguishes a cigarette in his eyeball. <laughs> All right. Thank All right. you for listening. It- what do they gotta do? Like, oh wait, I gotta do that thing. Right? Yo, you're oh, gonna no. hold you on. You gotta like. You gotta subscribe. You gotta ring the bell. And the reason you gotta ring the bell is because if you don't ring the bell, you're never gonna hear from us ever again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're, unless, yeah, on YouTube, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see us. But you'll, you'll get it on everything else. Everything else. <laughs> We get buried. We're gonna maybe kill. maybe that's what you want. No, gonna, I can't blame you. We're gonna kill ourselves. <laughs> it's a suicide pact. All right. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you to tell him Steve, Dave, Brywalt, Q, get him. Oh, thank you guys. Nope. And Steve, take us out with all the relevant information about where to follow us with some observational humor. The comedic stylings of Steve Badagliaco. Here we go. And would you like the Seinfeld beat or Holy not? Shit. Good luck. Good luck to me, yeah. <laughs> Observational humor. So you're definitely going to uh, <laughs> find us on all available social media outlets. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't know if we're on Rumble or not, but we might be. You could also follow us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, ring that bell. You could follow Brian Rupert. <laughs> On his letterbox, he's going to tell you all about the movies he watches. You can find us on Twitter. Send us an email. Actually, go to reviewinghistory.com. We got some fabulous merch. Fabulous, fabulous merch. You can get some hats, even though it's... You know, do you wear hats Do you wear hats in the summer? You look like you're wearing hats. What's the deal with that? What's the deal with that? Why are you wearing a beanie in the summer? You could buy one, but why are you going to wear it in the summer? Is that good? It was an attempt. It wasn't good. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Castle Rock. Yeah, Steve, you got to pull up Castle Rock at the end. Castle Rock? Yeah, like at the end of every Seinfeld episode, just pull up the Castle Rock thing. Okay. I got you. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.